0: Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always... Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show
1: episode to uh, get us into the summertime here. Oh, sweet. I love to get hot. Yes, indeed. <laughs> hot. I mean, nothing gets you hotter than a little bit of prison action.
2: I was going to go with bloodshed, but yeah, prison action works, I guess. K
3: no low stopes.
2: It's true. I do pair them together often when I am. If I'm you do
1: both. Yeah, is better. yeah, yeah. Let's get it all together. <laughs> so this is a fun movie that I have been wanting to do and find the right uh set up to do the right guest so let's just jump into it i have been and always shall be the groots the groots
2: yeah are you sure you're not going to show up and suddenly be like uh one of the gang of four we're not going to get you a new uniform
1: no i hope not
2: (laughs) all right fine you know (laughs) all right well i'm going to get a new uniform
1: but i am still going to be murphy lawless whether you like it or not and we have a wonderful first time guest uh on the podcast i'm super excited Please introduce yourself.
3: Hey, I'm Alan. I'm uh, Murphy's... One of the many Alans they collect. Oh, let's see.
2: (laughs) One of of my best friends, one of my partners in crime, one of the people that will be with me to the day one of
3: us dies. Exactly. I like to think of me as your token straight friend, so...
2: Actually, you might be. Wait, are you
1: straight? Yeah. Oh my god, I know more than one of you? (laughs) My name does start with an A, but it's not as... For those
2: that can't see, I have just had a strange epiphany about the straight (laughs) people in my life.
1: (laughs) So yes, we have a wonderful uh, cast of villainy here to introduce
3: this movie, which
1: (laughs) I have to say I really fucking enjoyed every time I've seen it, including the first time was probably on VHS. Holy shit. Or some really shitty, shitty copy.
2: Well, um, that doesn't surprise me, because it came out in 91, but this is the first time I've gotten to see it. I think I'm the only one here that watched it tonight for the first time, right?
3: Yeah, I had seen it, I do not even know when, somewhere in the depths of, uh, not USA Up All Night, but <laughs> 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 that era of my life. Oh, Let's see. <laughs> well,
1: uh, to be fair, a lot of people um, got their first little tiny glimpse at this film... Ricky O, the story of Ricky, mm-hmm. from a often used clip on the Daily Show, the Jon Stewart Daily Show, oh. where uh, one of the big dudes uh, slap claps a head apart early mm-hmm. on in the movie. Yeah. Lots of gore, and it's just a head being crushed by hands coming together. That was used as a recurring clip on the Daily Show huh. for one of their segments.
3: Yeah, it was like the five questions. Was it the John Stewart? I thought it was the Craig Kilborn. Or... Oh,
1: I don't know. I thought it was John Stewart, but, you know, it was all I know is it's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that being used on there, and people would ask me, like, what? That, what that's got to be from a movie. I was like, it is from a movie boy do I have a film for you this is gonna be like
2: that this is like that time I texted you hey Groots I found out there's a movie with dinosaurs and cannibals and I need to figure out what it is and you just texted me back a picture of the box (laughs) (laughs) this is like that moment exactly we still need a
1: friend day to watch that by the way yeah Massacre in Dinosaur
2: Valley. I just bought a nice Blu ray of that, actually. Oh, but, there you go. Yeah. But tonight, we are gathered here to talk about Ricky O, the story of Ricky. By the way, once we anglicized this title, for some reason, Ricky is instead spelled, instead of being spelled R-I-K-I, it's spelled R-I-C-K-Y. I do not know why, um, but apparently, adding the Y makes you tougher, according to the movie. It
3: does, yes. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah I
1: think that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this was released in 91, Mm -hmm. um, and I want to say it's definitely ahead of its time in the sense that, although it was, you know, a Hong Kong produced movie, it really, really capitalized on the early, on like the early sort of uh, anime adaptation style movies, because this Mm -hmm. feels like a live action anime.
2: It, well, it's, so it is. It's an adaptation from the manga, and it. I was reading yeah. that it's one of the ones that is stuck the most meticulously to the source material, and the writers of the Rikio manga, um, Masahiko uh, Takeju, uh Takujo, excuse me, um, and Tetsuya uh, Sarawatari. They will um, never
1: forget it, were, if you
2: get it wrong. I, I doubt they would <laughs> even know I'm alive. Um, but oh, no, I'm it matters to, to me. <laughs> We're close. Um, you know what? They can be furious, but they'll know me. <laughs> um, but they co-wrote the movie, so they did as much as possible to try to make this, like, as close an adaptation as they could make in 91. And I also um, was reading that uh, this this director was known, like, it's it's not necessarily surprising that he did that, because I was reading that one of his his films... Uh, set the groundwork for the 1988 category 3 exploitation boom because of his rape and revenge film Her Vengeance um mm. so that like that was one of the things that really set that that Hong Kong boom for that exploitation vengeance the only one film. of
1: his movies uh, what is his name Ngai Choi Lam
2: uh, Lam Ngai Lam the guy Kai Kai
1: okay. yeah he's got a couple of aliases that he's directed
2: under much like a lot of directors do but that was the one that That is the name that he directed
1: Ricky O under. I was looking through his stuff. The only one I've seen is called The Seventh Curse.
2: The one I want to see the most came out in 1990. It is apparently a historical erotic comedy, and it is called Erotic Ghost Story, and fuck do I have to know what that's Oh, yeah, totally.
3: You sure? Because you and Asian ghosts don't always get along.
2: I will have nightmares to find out what a historical erotic comedy ghost story is. That tracks. (laughs) There you go, yeah. I need to know, and I will sacrifice sleep for this. (laughs) We can dig up a
1: few. All right, so uh, we've got... That's
3: how the ghost story starts.
1: (laughs) we got a very basic story. This is the best thing about this movie, and the reason why you know it probably came from a manga is Mm -hmm. because as far as character development in the movie, you're not getting a whole lot. It's a very simple story.
2: Nope, everything is very straightforward, and while you can sum up... The ultimate plot of this movie in a couple of sentences that takes all of the joy away from this film. So, uh, would you oh, like yeah. to give us our, our short summary before we dig into, shall we say,
1: the meat? <laughs> well, I, I just want <laughs> oh, to plot. kind of very briefly introduce like the the basic cast. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to introduce all the actors because I really only the main one. Ricky mm-hmm. is played by Sui Wong Fan. Mm-hmm. and uh, the only thing I've ever seen him in was he was background in some of the Ip Man films.
2: Yep, he's Ip Man and Ip Man, uh Two as yeah. well.
3: So, um... He's actually it was pretty cool because uh, he sort of had a. Uh, <laughs> this movie didn't do amazingly well, mm-hmm. uh, and so he was in a few sort of other schlock action movies or uh, martial arts movies, but certainly not a lot because he had been an up and coming uh, star going into this. Uh, let's see, and gotcha. then yeah, just for whatever combination of reasons, uh, let's see, didn't do a lot, and then uh, when he came back as It Man, mm-hmm. he's one of the uh, he had a real standout role as one of the villains in that, and it was able to sort of. Have pre relaunch his career if oh, you look awesome. at his uh like IMDB and stuff he has a lot more roles in the last yeah. 10 years than he did in the 20 years between that and it man that's
2: awesome I actually I have a note about that that may um, relate to why that didn't do as well because this was one of the first Hong Kong movies to receive a category 3 rating for non-erotic content mm. which meant that no one under the age of 18 could see it and so it drastically curtailed their box office in Hong Kong and I think that probably affected a lot of it about who got to see this and then that's why we're also seeing like like it's become such a cult hit Mm -hmm. um
1: well for all of those reasons it's it like i said earlier it was way ahead of its time yeah because how many manga adaptations can you find in the last 10 years even after 2000 you know which was already two decades after this came out you know machine girl like you've got just everything is getting is getting adapted but this did it so early on mm-hmm. it was so over the top nobody knew what to do with it mm-hmm. and yeah I, I can totally see back then even when john woo was knocking out super violent uh you know gunplay things this was gory to the max yeah and they actually were like hold up <laughs> yeah i was this really might shocked be this too was much whereas if it had made it to america and you know had had sadly if it had, had like uh, you know white actors and and you know, been a damn here, it probably would have done gangbusters, you know. Like, not, not I don't not know, like, we were
2: pretty uptight in the 90s not, still,
1: no, not blockbuster gangbusters, but like <laughs> it would definitely have been on the level of like some kind of like a demolition man. You put up like a, okay, at least mid grade stars in there, it probably would have done okay. I think, Just I think it's definitely, so like,
2: I think it's comparable
1: though, but yeah. um, but anyways, uh, anyway, right. so we've got Ricky, he's the protagonist, Jeez. um, and he is first off, the actor. His physicality and his actual, like, martial arts actor skill is off the chain.
2: Yeah, it's phenomenal. So I'm really glad that he
1: got a lot of work later. But, um, so he's our protagonist. Then we've got an assistant warden, a warden, Mm -hmm. the shitty warden's son... And these, these are not in order of when they I
2: show mean, up. I mean, he shows up for just a little bit. I don't really like to acknowledge that little
3: snapball. ball. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. I do kind of want his Halloween pins, though. Those are fun. <laughs>
1: then we've got, the, okay, we've got the Gang of Four, which are like the four heavies, like the leaders of the four cell blocks. Yeah. And then we've got a bunch of uh, more minor characters, mostly pathetic people that get tortured to death.
2: Yeah, there are some guards, and there are a lot, a lot of prisoners that die ricky's not great at saving anyone per se it's the
3: story of ricky not the story of these random guys they're just there to motivate him how can you motivate someone without dying
2: truth i mean so what you're saying is i should die to motivate you
3: no that is ricky's story (laughs) he is he is in prison because
1: he committed manslaughter got 10 years and we find out like in the opening scene that he has like five bullets lodged in him because he yeah. can't go through a metal detector. As right?
2: they very specifically say, why do you have five bullets lost in your chest?
3: Souvenirs.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Oh, also, this is taking place in the long
3: distant time of
2: 2001 The AD. distant
3: future. The year two thousand and one. And one. Okay, yeah. Ten whole years after it was
1: made. Yep. <laughs>
3: Unfortunately,
1: I think the U.S. had already gotten on the privatized prison train
2: Oh yeah. But
3: we're still lagging behind on private parking lots, which is uh, franchise parking lots. There you go. That's true.
2: But, you know, I am really impressed because not only did they have the world's most cheerful voiceover that told us this, but they managed to get something vintage from the 70s. There you go. No, I mean, like, that voice was straight out of a fucking 70s. Well, so was
3: that uh, soundtrack. Oh, my God. Or maybe more 80s. That was... I have so oh, many things in my notes here that just say synth with an exclamation <laughs> mark. There you go. Oh, yes, uh,
1: we should mention that we had the option to uh, uh, to watch this film in Mandarin, Cantonese, with subtitles. We did not, because...
2: It is, the, or Cantonese is the original language, yes. I believe, yeah.
1: Alan and I both agreed <laughs> before we started it that we need to go back to the way we saw it. And honestly, the voiceover is adds so much to the movie. It's so bad. yeah, I've only seen it so once bad good with the actual language and the sound. it just it's not the same.
3: yeah, no, it's definitely it's really it is uh, so bad. it's good. <laughs> the, the soundtrack and the soundtrack and the dubbing together are just phenomenal.
2: It definitely had one of those feelings where, like I watched this and I was like, the guys from kung pao saw this and thought aha i will try to make a movie and then kind of butchered what this had done just naturally
1: for fun okay great (laughs) yeah so all right so i guess uh we'll open up uh we're introduced to ricky getting in he Mm -hmm. he gets he's getting processed through prison he
3: First, can I just enjoy a little throwaway moment in the opening? Like, before we even get to the distant future, the year 2001. Absolutely. Let's see, as we're pulling in with our police van and everything, mm-hmm. the name of the facility they are going to is the Presomo Masculino, which is just <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> yep. That's a great name. Yep.
1: That is a great name. <laughs>
3: that was wonderful.
2: And I'm really sad that we never got to see that again.
1: <laughs> so, of course, uh, he goes through... You can tell he's a badass because... His arms don't go down ever. That's right, yeah. He's always got a stance like, uh, I'm going to fight. He walks through the... He stands like Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, he almost has to like go in sideways through the metal detector because he's just like buff. But he sets it off and lo and behold, he's got five bullet slugs in his body. Yeah, but they
2: find that out because... First they're like, oh my god, search him, he's got something on him, and he blocks both their their uh, batons, and then he whips open his shirt to show his muscles. And then they're like, it's still going off, it's in him, so they of course fling him to the wall, and that is where they discover the bullets.
3: I will say the x-ray machine was one of the strangely more high-budget looking effects in this entire movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a screen, they had like static, it came up, it was very impressive.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Now, that definitely was a good chunk of where the budget went, I think. They blew it in the opening minutes, and then they just had to make it up with a uh, shoestring. and uh... so A we... lot of
1: gelatin, based off of what happened later. Oh, yeah, the, the gore budget on this movie. Oh, it's so
3: delicious. Amazing. All yeah.
1: right, yeah, they... so we're going to get into that right okay. now. So we immediately have a scene that's taking place in, in one of the uh, bathrooms, where we've got this really weak, pathetic-looking old dude who's got... A wooden toy train that's right that he's made for his son. He's gonna get paroled soon. He's gonna see his son. Oh, so sweet. And uh, he's getting bullied by like some of the dudes, some of the gang dudes.
3: Yeah. I will just say, I did really enjoy that the gang guys had a, uh, a synchronized little handshake clap they did yeah. and then threw up fun peace signs. Oh, uh, yes. yeah. yeah. Right after they knock his ass right. down,
1: they're like, peace.
3: <laughs> Can we get that for when we bully someone? Just a fun little dance we do.
2: <laughs> yeah i think so i don't know if i'm if i'm good at coordination but i don't you know. know
3: that we're good at bullying but
2: we can scream compliments at them and then do the peace signs i like it i okay. like it all right all right
1: yeah,
2: yeah. sounds good you want in on this this hot sure, compliment sure. action
1: i mean i i just want to bust a toy train over some dude that's trying to fucking mow his lawn and fucking
2: nine o'clock. <laughs> has no feelings about us starting the recording late from waiting for someone That's to okay. reasonably know, not sweat to death mowing their lawn. We're all okay. good.
1: So, <laughs> anyway, the, uh, this, this pathetic, like, uh, shrimpy dude, old dude, he gets, like, his toy train smashed over his head, they're laughing at him, they're throwing up signs, and... He decides he's not going to take it anymore. Right before his parole, and he starts running at the main dude. I don't even know what he had in his hand, he had
3: though. a planer.
2: A planer. That was, was in his hand.
3: Yeah, he just summoned it. The ability and of it, characters in this I, movie to summon objects as needed is pretty could, phenomenal. I think
2: as long as you reach into your shirt, mm-hmm. that's where the vortex lies. Because mm-hmm. then you can pull out whatever you
3: need. I mean, I've been out many times with the people, usually female presenting, who are able to magically produce things from their shirt. And well...
1: I I think Red from uh, Shawshank was was visiting and got him some special shit. I mean, how do you get a planer in prison? It's got to be
2: Morgan Freeman. Okay, but that prison had some some of the most lax guardsmanship. Because our main, like, what should have been guards were definitely four inmates that just beat the shit out of people.
1: Well, they
3: didn't give a (laughs) fuck. There yeah. were other guards that were; those were the guys who got hit also machines. Terrible. Yeah, that were also <laughs> terrible. But in general, yeah, the prison security system here—we're skipping ahead a little—but man, they, it just seemed like whenever you wanted, you were allowed to leave your cell yeah. and just run around and uh, go watch fights.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is private prison, man. You can do whatever you that's, want. I guess that's true. I
2: just—you
3: can uh, kill
1: whoever you want. You can brutalize any prisoner. You,
2: you know, whatever.
3: America. Oh, wait, no. <laughs>
2: I mean, I assumed that they put the police on the, the cop van in English because Americans will recognize that because we're pretty familiar with the True. police.
1: So, uh, dude rushes with the planer. Yeah. They take that shit away from him and plane his fucking face off.
3: Yep, like straight, straight up the nose. Straight up
1: the nose, like take his nose off.
3: Missed opportunity pun one. I really wish they had said, now he knows better.
1: Oh. Oh, geez. See, that was probably just lost in translation.
3: <laughs> likely, likely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But, uh, so then, you know, as they're laughing, you know, and walking out, they get tripped. By and a, By our hero! <laughs> the leader falls face, for, face in hand first onto a tiny bed of nails, which I can only assume was part of the broken-ass, like... <laughs> Train, yeah. Train? I his? assume
3: someone pulled it out of a shirt.
1: That, or, yeah. the, you know, he set the trap and then did the trip. Either way... Dude gets nails through his hand into his eye.
2: Into
3: his face, yeah. One of
1: his eyes is fucked up.
2: It's beautiful. Oh, before we got that, when the guards come to check on poor shrimpy dude, they get, he just fell and ran into a knife. Uh, And then later on, when the cronies are trying to um, tend to poor nail face there, uh, they're like, here boss, now you can have some milk. And the guy gets pissed off because he's like, how am I supposed to drink this without a straw? But, you know, I never knew that milk would cure nails to this face.
3: So, really, I'm just, I'm stoked to know that. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, and next he... time you get nailed in the face, we'll make sure to get you, never mind.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's definitely what will keep that situation going is lactose. Because I handle that so well.
3: <laughs> I had comments about white fluid. Let's just move on.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> this goes so, nowhere, that isn't revealing. <laughs> so, they
1: do mention that they've got a giant thug Zoro, Zoro, part of their gang. That was in the hole because he ate a fucking horse, and he's Which, a big dude, so.
2: They said it exactly like Frankenhooker, so, like, I'm, I am swear to God, whoever did the voiceover for that guy had to have been watching some Hen and lauder shit to be like, Zorro, Zara will take care
3: of him. Yeah, I enjoy it wasn't like, he eats like a horse, or nope. he, you know, ate, you know, as much as a horse, or ate anything. Horse. He ate a horse. Yep.
1: Yep. So, there's more br- brutality for the weak dude. Mm-hmm. And then man. he hangs himself with his own bandages, yes, right? Yes, he hangs himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a super sad story. It's like, oh, sorry, bro. But well, then
2: the prisoners are talking about it, and they're like, oh, man, he was a model citizen, too. Too bad he was rushing his wife to the hospital and killed a guy that one time.
1: Yeah. What? <laughs> it's like, whoops, I guess he just landed in prison because he's a manslaughter.
3: I yeah. will say one of my favorite mechanics from this movie, which if I we, we ever make a film, we should definitely incorporate, is the uh, post-mortem exposition by prisoner. Yes. As we just montage <laughs> our way across a, uh, a sequence of prisoners who are just gossiping about the person who just died and revealing their life story. So I think I we
2: can it. fit that in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's perfect. We but, can also sub that up for school kids, because, we you know, we live in Richmond. It's
3: and,
1: fun. of course, yeah, Ricky just gets We're wrong with a prison, because the fuck are you talking about?
3: No. Not murdering children. Because that's wrong. Let's oh, move on.
1: That's a different movie. Okay. We'll cover that one later. <laughs> I've got a great one for that. What the fuck? We're gonna chop all that out. But... No, no, it's great. It's the ending is amazing.
2: I've got a great one for murdering children. No, we're gonna cut out that way No, it's great Well right. oh, <laughs> it's, it's Trauma released it's
1: called the It's amazing.
2: Okay. As soon as you said Trauma released it, that made Everything. Makes Which sense. podcast
1: do you think you're
3: on?
2: I know what podcast I'm on. I just wanted to check in before. Aren't I you the like... one
3: who excitedly told me about the uh, oh, what's his face? The Hobbit with all the zombie children.
2: Cooties.
3: Cooties. That. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah! Where they get to drop kick a little zombie fucker
1: in the face?
3: <laughs> Fuck them kids! I really wanted more people to die, but we're getting yeah. off topic. We are. We are. All
1: right. Let's, sorry. Let's pull it up. Let, let, I'm sorry. Let, I'm let real right We're reel through some of this. All right. So sad story for the week, dude. Ricky, who who gets pl- uh, like free roam of the prison, is yeah. out in the yard while they're taking in his the body, rain. In the rain, and he pulls off the body. like, oh, he was killed suspiciously. He puts he rebuilt the fucking toy train and puts it on the corpse, and then he has a screaming like, no! Not only that, but they have the dead
2: guy handcuffed, and he's like, he's dead. He doesn't need to be handcuffed, so he breaks the chain
1: on the handcuff. Motherfucker. But yeah, he, but he gets mad at the injustice of it all. You
3: know? yeah. Also, the rain—he punches the heck out of that rain. He does. Oh, yeah. He
1: kung fu's the fucking shit out of that rain.
3: He definitely does.
1: So, fast forward to the next scene where we're in the
2: shower. You can do your laundry or take a shit, but do it all in fifteen minutes.
1: Damn right.
2: That's what the they, the instructions they are given. But this... instead, he goes to take a shower, which. I mean, I guess it's a shortcut to laundry.
1: Well, I mean, you know, he has to wash the rain off. Right. So, this is the revenge hit that the gang is putting, and they got Zorro out of the hole, and they're going to fuck up Ricky. And they punch Mm -hmm. Ricky against the wall... And he gets up and he's mad, you know, he wipes a little blood away, tastes it probably. Does he
3: taste it the first time? There's a lot of blood tasting. It's
1: it's very symbolic, like, you drew my blood, I will taste it and be mad.
3: Well, Zorro does take the opportunity to inform Ricky now that, you know, he is going to destroy him. Uh, Let's see, do you have the exact line? Someone
2: gave me 35 pounds of rice to make mincemeat out of you and bake you into a pie. Do you think he's then gonna eat the pie? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. There's, There's a I, lot of suggestions of cannibalism was, in here, and I'm willing to lean into there that. There
3: was not a lot of outright cannibalism, but I felt like we were on the cannibalism cusp.
2: I feel like we were definitely being shown things that like should allude to that,
1: but I, I don't also made conclusions. Who made this movie used the word allude.
3: Months. <laughs> but one of the mini movies where they saw the word subtext and said what that <laughs> like no
1: this is from did you see the book this came from yeah well. so uh shower attack really ends poorly for uh zoro as yeah. he gets punched through the gut and his all his bowels come
3: out mm-hmm. like a single punch yeah uh, but... ricky gets up walks over and just whoa
2: punches straight through his gut which yes. if i could do that to people God, I
3: would be a I'm so fast. fast. Yeah, totally. I do enjoy that. It's a straight-through punch, but then as the camera cuts and he falls back, suddenly he's been, like, fully sliced open, fully across the belly.
1: Was it a straight punch or was it a hook? It was a punch tear. Okay. But, okay, Okay. every bit of gore that's going to happen from here on out is is basically like this. It's just absolutely over-the-top obscene gore effects. I love them this. So is much. the way
2: that I want my gore. Yes, thank you.
1: So the the little mini gang leader dude tries to like go after Ricky now. Now mm-hmm. that like the big fucking Zoro motherfucker has been yeah. taken out, Ricky like he, he puts a he puts a spike through his hand and Ricky pops out one of his eyes by hitting him in the back of the head.
3: That's much That's later. later. This is another. He this takes this different... guy also out with just one punch.
1: Yeah, this is another.
2: Like turns and punches straight through that dude's body. He does.
1: Yeah. Why did I write one eye gets gored?
3: that's Uh, later that's that's
2: later oscar
1: yeah oh well ricky gets a spike in his hand ricky
2: does get a spike and he pulls it out in a
1: very dramatic Mm -hmm. fashion very slow yeah and
2: blood spray is out of course of course yeah um, then we get our flat first
1: flashback. Yes. So he's, he's doing a little
2: healing, like, I lead meditation, him, right?
3: just because I'm excited, because this is one of the many times I have synth written down, is synth meditation. Yes. As he mm-hmm. uses the power mm-hmm. of his uh, Qui-Gong yes. to yeah. uh, heal himself from the wounds he has taken, which always heal without a scar, which explains, you know, they took care of that plot hole I had in my notes earlier of how do you have five bullets without any scars? Yeah. Meditation.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Good go. to know.
1: He's just so da- damn pretty, too.
2: That is the most interested I've ever been in meditation. I'm not going to lie.
1: So but, we've got a flashback of him visiting his parents' grave.
2: But then they said later on that he was an orphan, but whatever. Uh, well, he was and an he, orphan
3: because his, his parents, parents were in the fucking graveyard. That's well, they, they, they
2: said that
1: they didn't know who his parents
3: were. Oh, well, maybe he was just Well, pretending. they wouldn't have known after that because if they went to go try and find it, somehow all the tombstones <laughs> right. had been destroyed. <laughs> that is, that, you know
1: what, that is very true. That's that. funnier. I was just going to say he was just pretending. But his uncle uh, shows up, who's like a fucking pyme character, right? Like, yeah. To train him. And yes, we get a sequence where he starts training him. He's like, well, you, uh, I, I've heard that you have super strength how is it going now that you're all grown up? You're a man now. And, you know, Mm -hmm. criticizes him for being clumsy. But then they have a montage of, like, him backflipping. Backflipping and and punching and kicking like all the gravestones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
2: now we desecrate this strangely arranged graveyard to prove your strength, which is the note that I've written.
1: So, yes. Yeah, they they instantly made, like, you know, the unknown soldier memorial out of that fucking graveyard. It's like,
3: no, huh? Did I know you happened to look up who the uncle was? I swear he looked familiar.
1: I, I, I didn't. No worries. I've seen him somewhere, probably. You know, these, I these thought I
3: some, had a note. I'm sorry.
1: A lot of these are the same cast of character. But now we get to meet our... We have the intro of our assistant warden, who has a hook for a hand and a, yeah. a fake eye, and he has a spread of food in his office
3: mm-hmm. at his table which is amazing. It's just... yeah. Fucking... Well, to be clear, he has both a spread of food in front of him and a spread of porn behind him. And on his wall. So what I have written in the progression is, is this the assistant Wharton?
2: And then I wrote, Dr. Cannibal Claw. And then I looked again and went, Dr. Porno cl- Cannibal Claw. <laughs> looked again and wrote, Dr. Slovenly Porno Cannibal Claw. And I also want you both to know, that's the actor who plays Ricky's father. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is... That is uh, <laughs> Mei Sheng Fan. Uh, that is his. That is uh, Su uh, si Wong Fan's father, um, which is just delightful, delightful. That
1: is fantastic. And
2: uh, the the we find out that he has a fake eye because as he is like chugging and slurping his water everywhere, when he's done with the glass, takes what we thought was, we thought it was probably an eyeball, but we didn't know for sure. But takes out the definite
3: eyeball, which is red and yellow, and pops it back into his eye socket. Well, cleanliness is important. I'm glad that he was making sure that that was hygienic and was properly sterilized.
2: Yeah, I like to lick eyeballs to make sure they're clean, too. Oh, yeah. I thought we weren't talking about
3: our personal life.
2: You said personal life. This is a display. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think you invited on this podcast, (laughs) Ruth?
1: All right. So, Ricky, uh, you know, is... Defiant, standing up, but, like, not doing anything. And uh, system Warden, like, stabs him with his hook claw through his hand. And we get a nice little... Um... He mentions that he's got a, a photo
2: for him. He got a letter. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
3: Dumb random Alan pun here. I have, what a hooker.
1: <laughs> what a hooker. So, yes, he has a picture of what we come to find out is Ricky's uh, dead love, which he crushes up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Pisses Ricky off and uh Ricky breaks the table in half. Yeah, while the claw is in his hand, while the claw smashes downwards. <laughs> and he goes at the assistant warden mm-hmm. to punch him in the face and probably splatter his head, but he yeah. stops right beforehand
3: which is still enough force to cause some internal hemorrhaging and bleeding and everything. Yeah. There's also the really fun moment where the warden, the assistant warden pulls out a gun, and he backflips, super kick, grabs a platter of food, and blocks the bullet. Yep. With, you know, because in movies anything uh, can be bullet resistant yeah. when you need it to be.
2: Hell yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Right, I, so... I read specifically that um, fruit platters are resistant to bullets.
1: So we've got some uh, flute, black, blues, little sequence there. Where we, Ricky is a... Uh, oh, yeah, loser, I wrote, where down. did the fucking flute come uh, from?
3: Uh, yeah, similarly, I have magic shirt flute. This is the uh, uh, origination of the magic shirt theory.
1: Okay,
2: go. yeah. Well, he's okay. in his cell, right, playing the flute, and we learned that he had studied the flute before disappearing from school at 18.
3: Right. right? Yeah, we do get a, a little life story back during the assistant warden sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see.
1: That, that's what happens. Then we have, um, so the leader of the gang that fucked up the dude with the toy train, uh, he's got, like, a big Yakuza-style tat on his back. His name is, what, Oscar?
2: Yeah, that's Oscar. He's the So, basically, the assistant warden
1: style. is putting him up to, is like, Ricky, is, uh, he's strong. Uh, you need to take him out. So, he gives him a fucking giant-ass, like, Rambo knife. Yeah. Go take out Ricky.
3: Oscar is one of the Gang of Four, right? He's the leader of the North cell. He, yeah, he's, he's,
1: the, he's the first one. He's the leader of that cell.
3: We've skipped over a scene, which isn't really important, where they're, like, uh, setting up one of the prisoners to take a fall. There's a fun sequence with, like, a strange buzzsaw... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. thing? Let's see where where the guy again just summons it through the power of magic shirt and everything. Uh, th- it's not super important to the plot, but I do just have a moment that I want to focus on sure. because they're abusing one of the poor prisoners and they're giving him tasks to do. And uh-huh. they tell him, "You need to eat shit and then lick our shoes clean." And I was like, "I think I would have done that in the other order." Oh no,
2: that's that's um, that's the that's bat. the the rat. That what did I fucking call him? That dude.
1: It's, he's, he's the one that's squirrely, and he gets through most of the movie. He's movies. Snitch McGee. Snitch McGee, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not his
2: real name. I think his name is like Andrew or some shit. But then he turns <laughs>
1: the tables and gets another guy fucking with saw through the face. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not uh, Andrew. No. Uh, let's see. The there was random other. Uh, so we are getting ready to talk about that same scene because what?
2: Because um, so Oscar comes out with his little, like, um, nephew or what have you, godson. Godson and... Alan. Uh, godson, Alan's a very Alan's... important character. Alan is a very... You're right, Alan should be important to me. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> um, my God. But they stop the prisoners from punishing Snitch McGee, who was the crony for the guy that Riccio punched through. Um, and then Oscar's like, only I have the power to punish here. Um, and starts giving the prisoners shit for, you know, basically, like, standing up for themselves against this guy that was just being a giant douchebag. Um, And being like, we're going to fuck this other dude up because you were helping him be a giant douchebag. Um, And so Oscar, while instead of, you know, punishing Snitch McGee, uh, chops the other
3: guy in the face with the giant blade. (laughs) I mean, in fairness, the guy was coming up and trying to attack him. Or no, was just yelling at him was yelling was just upset a, like why yes. are you punishing us that's right that's yeah. right no
2: <laughs> and instead of responding to him chopped him in like halfway in the cheek with the giant boss has a
1: example.
2: i mean i guess I mean, so obviously but that's where we get our first clang-clang with the assistant warden's hook and then a thumbs up. <laughs> and so, that's where he gets to use the sword. This, is, this brings us directly into our first oh, no. Hold showdown. Up. I have one last thing that I have to mention or I will die. Okay. This is the scene where we learn that the warden keeps mints. The assistant warden keeps mints in his fake eye. Because oh, right. he pops his eye out, shakes it in his hand, and offers Oscar a mint. <laughs> Amazing. And
3: I was just like, what is happening? What is this level of bougie? So we get a very... <laughs> An eyeball d- like that must cost a mint. Oh.
1: We get a very dramatic showdown now where the dude that had saw to face, who's not quite dead, has been oh, he's so dead. chained and crucified onto this giant ass cross yeah. that Oscar is just sitting on while Ricky walks up. And this is the first showdown with one of the uh, mm-hmm. the gang of four.
3: Yep. We should be clear when we say giant cross, we don't mean it's like you know the size of a person or the size of a couple people. It's like We're, 25 feet tall. Mean yeah. Like the scene in 30, Mulan
2: yeah. where she climbs the she climbs the pole to prove a point. Yeah. It's yeah. like that fucking big.
3: But also just Mulan massive. Mulan stripper. <laughs> no, dude, in the fucking Disney cartoon. No, you all did that one Disney-themed performance. I came and saw that, right? And there was a Mulan. I don't think so. Oh, well, you should. Okay.
1: <laughs> don't cultural appropriate, though.
2: I'm not. a Shit.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I just get naked, motherfucker. I don't do dressed as anything other than, you know, a demonic clown. So we got a showdown that includes lots of brawling, a knife gouged to the arm mm-hmm. with a fucking, uh, a tourniquet with, with, with a vein popping out.
2: Powdered glass in the eye. Powdered glass Using in the
1: eye. pocket glass. He Using... pops one of, he pops a dude's eye out.
2: Well, he glass used raw glass. sewage to, cl- to rinse out his eyes
1: first. <laughs> and then we get arm vein tourniquet. And then we got, yeah. we got Oscars like, oh, I think I've been defeated. My eyes popped out. So he fucking... Yeah. You think he's committing seppuku in front of ricky but he kind of does ricky's like what you didn't have to do that and then he like grabs into his open gut wound oh yeah pulls out his intestines and tries to strangle ricky with them
2: yeah
3: it's a fucking awesome move oscar pulls a reverse anthropophagus (laughs) I'd like to note that this coming line is not one of Alan's suggested jokes. This is an actual line from the movie <laughs> in which the assistant warden, as the Ricky is being strangled with Oscar's intestines, tells Oscar, you've got a lot of guts. Which, <laughs> just, chef's kiss. That,
2: that is amazing, ab- that is perfect. That is absolutely perfect. Oh my god, that's right. god.
1: Alright, so, he does defeat and, and uh, I mean, dude dies. He has his guts yeah. But then... Da, da, da. Out of the fucking, what? Out of the sewers? Yeah. Uh, two, the, uh, two more characters of, or all three, all three fucking, characters the of the The
3: other game. three, yeah, the members of the gang remaining of four. The of
1: the gang of four show up. And then we get the iconic head smash from the Daily Show.
2: Oh, that's right. Where
1: the big dude.
2: That's uh Tarzan. Tarzan.
1: Tarzan just straight up, like, some random prisoners, like, in front of him, and just whack, yep, crushes just that head
2: that's a whole new meaning to make it clap okay.
1: <laughs> i can make your hands clap so then we've got uh, we've got a dude that has some like uh spiky things with uh on, on ropes they're like knitting needles on strings or something yeah. i know it's a real weapon but and it then just, we've got um like grandma's the, vengeance what was the most amazing moniker you gave oh the you world's know?
3: angriest twink
1: yes i <laughs> love that That might be the subtitle for
3: this episode. (laughs) Beware the world's We weren't entirely certain if their name was Rogan or Roland or Rogaine or... Their name is Rogan.
1: Rogan.
2: Rogan,
3: yes. God damn it, Joe.
2: Do not give Joe Rogan much All right, so
1: our next sequence, once this has calmed down, is that we come to find out that Alan, lo and behold... uh, He's the had, godson. He's of he's, he's trying he's trying to whistle with it with a leaf. Can't do it. Kind of like a Riccio did. Yeah, and yeah. come to find out, he's been detongued. His yeah. tongue has been
3: removed. So yeah, we get a fun couple moments. We've seen Alan in passing, but we didn't really know who he was. Oh, let's mm-hmm. see. Uh, we thought he was just like Oscar's lackey, but it turns out he's his godson.
2: He's just kind of a childlike adult that doesn't have a tongue anymore. He's got.
1: Uh,
3: he appears a little bit on the spectrum.
1: He was way too gentle for prison. Let's
3: just put it that way. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> this and, is one of the many synth notes that I have where I just say, magical synth leaf.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then we have a touching moment where, since he can't, he has enough tongue, he can't uh, curl his tongue into the right whistle pose, For whatever the... it is. So Ricky offers his flute.
3: And indeed, uh, using his uh, magical powers, the uh, Alan is quickly able to take up the flute and Mm -hmm. provides us with a magical synth flute sequence. And it's true, it's pretty incredible. And he learns how to love and how to be happy again. And he frolics through the
2: prison yard for
1: five whole minutes, and then the other two of the The world's angriest twink sees himself sees sees Alan
2: give away the the fact that there is uh, poppy leaves
1: and fucking takes off his. Lower face. <laughs> yep. Just cuts it off. And apparently like they skins all they, of it. They him. skin the whole motherfucker.
2: Except for
3: the top part of his face. Because he's well, out in, in the yard. In fairness, they do give Alan a chance. They're like, Hey, you know that you know, prison rule twenty seven A subset B thirty seven where a relative can take vengeance, uh let's see, and is able to kill someone. Normally murder on the in the prison is frowned on, but if you're a relative, you are allowed to enact yeah. vengeance. Oh
1: there you
2: go. We're gonna test you. <laughs>
3: But
1: he just, he's just not made for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't do it, and immediately they fucking take him out. And somehow the prisoners are able to recognize his
2: body by the top square of his face. And, well, of course, the flute links sadly next to him. Well,
3: yeah, we should mention, because after we see the bottom half of his face get taken off. And we're like, mm. oh, that, that's so sad. The amazing little flash smash cut and everything. Mm. Uh, and then we get to the reveal. and We're like, oh, look, it's Alan. We're like, oh, no, Alan. And then we're like, wait, how did you recognize that Alan? Because that dude has no flesh. Yep. Exactly. They have flayed the entirety of him. But they did leave his eyes, and I guess he had very pretty eyes, and they were able to take it. Yeah. Us Allens, you know.
1: In the meantime, uh, Ricky has ascertained that the leaves that he was trying to whistle with were actually from opium plants. Yeah, Alan told so, him that's
2: why Alan had to die.
1: Yes, that's exactly why he had to die. And in revenge for killing poor sweet Alan, mm-hmm. Ricky burns down all the opium crop yeah. in the prison. Which makes the twink even angrier. So angry.
2: But such a good outfit,
3: though. I think this was when Alan, uh, or when uh, Ricky comes out and sees Alan. But I'm not 100% certain here. I just have written in all caps, "bastard," yes, Which yes, one he, of the many amazing lines of dialogue in this movie.
1: Yeah, he had, he had another angry moment. And then there is, a, there is a fight against the angry twink.
3: Mm-hmm. And they hit his death spot. I've hit your death spot. You'll soon be a dead man.
1: That's right. But he's able to... He rallies,
3: though. He has a flashback to his Mm -hmm. uncle who reminds him that you can defeat death. That's right. If you try harder.
1: Yeah. So we kind of are able to resolve that. The fight was unresolved. Didn't go to the end.
3: Well, that's because the warden was uh, the assistant warden was getting upset and, uh, and decided to go and, and accurate, uh the zero rule or something.
2: Well, the gang of four, the other members of the gang of four showed up, the ones that are still alive. Yes, and they started fucking up Rikiyo, and then Tarzan wanted to fight him.
3: Right, he manages with his magical shirt to pull out a giant two pronged pitchfork, which yes, incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He really forks him over. Yeah,
2: and then they they all have to,
3: they do all have to run because the warden is like, I don't give a fuck who you are if you're outside or the assistant yeah. He warden. activates the zero rule, and they are given a minute to get back in their cells because again, you can apparently just sort of come and go from your cells at will here. Because these yeah. super
1: powered motherfuckers are gonna be worried about like some guards with batons. Like, yeah, what the fuck?
3: but it turns out that there were, for the purposes of this one scene, wall mounted machine guns that. Are they operated by people? Are they operated by AI? Are they operated by plot convenience? I don't know, but we all have to run and hide from them, despite us not giving a care about bullets literally any other scene in this movie.
2: Yep. I um, misunderstood what was happening in the next scene at first. So the next... No, Tarzan still wants to fight Ricky. So So they try to find... A room and so what i have written is tarzan wants to fight ricky in the poop room <laughs> because i thought that they had ended up in a room where they were disposing of waste and not in a room that was being filled with
3: cement it does look remarkably similar to the sewage that they worried that uh, ricky was cleaning his eyes out with a few scenes ago
1: then, i'm not sure why a corporate prison would have strange trap rooms because we'll get into another one later that's very true we have several as a matter we of have fact a, yeah a room that's filling up with with cement but
2: it also seems like they're really into torture though so i mean maybe slowly it could be in trouble. case if someone in, in cement is their jam maybe that's what the walls are built out of
1: but in any case their fight does not come to the to the end mm. and they are kind of uh all cemented up yeah but we have now the next day we have the introduction of the actual warden who came back from fucking hawaii yeah it's a nice yeah. place to visit with his asshole son oh my god
2: fuck
3: that kid i'm so disappointed spoilers that this kid lives through the movie i know although we oh, there god is damn. the possibility given the warden's badly instructed orders that the guard kills the son and i choose to believe in that reality that is that you know what fingers crossed because
2: go. fuck that kid so that kid
1: when when we are introduced, he gets, out, gets out of the he gets out of the limousine in. and he steps out with like an overcoat over and a hat. Yeah. And I swear he looked like Tote from Raves of the Lost Ark. Oh
3: my god. I could see that, yeah. And definitely. I was just like, fuck yeah. yeah. If he had but, pulled out the, the torture device that turned out to be a clothes hanger, I would have been all about it.
1: That would be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so they obviously he means business and he even de eyeballs like a random A random inmate who maybe left a wrinkle in the, in the
2: freaking carpet. Well, the dipshit son trips over it. Yes. And so he looks for someone to, for, to, to blame. And so, uh, he's just like, since your eyes can't see clearly, one will be enough. And then rips out his fucking eye with his cane. Damn
1: right
3: ridiculous minor moment that i enjoyed as the warden was arriving they, they were waiting for forever for the warden to show up mm-hmm. and everybody had fallen asleep all yep. of the the assistant warden and all the guards but there was one guy who was on warden lookout duty, he who fortunately did not fall asleep and was outside and sees the warden coming and begins screaming but nobody is looking and nobody's paying attention because everybody has fallen asleep because it's such a hot day and whatnot and so he flicks off the camera and that's what gets everybody else to wake up yes. <laughs> <laughs> apparently that guy has such magical bird giving powers that he can you know wake the dead and person
1: wake up the rest of the movie wake up the rest of the movie yeah (laughs) i fucking love that all right so uh after warden is back inside he gets told about what everything that happened and he needs to meet ricky Mm -hmm. and he immediately is like all right well we're gonna make an example of you and you're gonna fight tarzan for my amusement
2: no, uh, we don't get that part yet, because Tarzan, because they've been separated,
1: right? Well, no? he he talks to Ricky. Oh he, no, you're right. I lied. He's, he's strung up in the fucking cell. He's covered in in cement, he and is... he like flexes
2: it off. That's right. So he um, so he flexes it off and grabs the warden and starts to strangle him. And Tarzan bursts through the wall. That's what it
3: is. he's like the Kool Aid yeah. Man. He's yeah. just in there.
2: Boom. So then we get the greatest... He's like uh, a really butch Jason Momoa.
3: Right, because when I think about Jason Momoa, I'm always thinking how just slender and scrawny he is. I just
2: think of him, like, I still think that he's just lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What? He's got these flowing locks, and Tarzan is a lot more, like... Scroffy, yes, I have fur, thank you.
1: Did you see where this trident came from? No, you didn't, and you don't want to. He was just a weird six-foot-three ogre of a Chinese band. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm
3: Yeah. He had a fun outfit, but almost all of the Gang of Four had something cool going on with them.
2: What (laughs) I have (laughs) learned is I have to be top-tier villain to have the coolest outfit.
3: (laughs) You'll always be a top-tier villain to me.
1: We get the greatest finish of... Any, I think of any of the uh, gang of four. Oh yeah. Where uh, this brute of Tarzan is trying to fuck up Ricky, and Ricky just goes like fucking ape busts, busts bust through one of his elbows, punches through his upwards through the jaw, cut through the jaw, through the mouth.
3: It is, was jawsome. It was <laughs>
1: jawsome.
2: <laughs> Thank you, street Sharps.
1: And then, and then. <laughs> One final thing, they meet fists, and he just smashes fucking through Tarzan's fist. Yeah, and none Tarzan of these is fucked. And
2: none of these punches, like whenever we say like he punches through this, none of these are clean punches. Like if you listen to our episode on psycho gore, man, I want you to picture that level of gore. Oh, like yes. things are spraying. There is gelatin all of the budget went to the x-ray machine and the we were not fucking kidding. Yes.
1: <laughs> Smash demolition of hum- of human body parts. Mm-hmm. Amazing.
3: Yes. It is great. Yeah, he punches through his arm. It's like uh, any of those scenes, of, you know, speaking of John Woo, we did earlier and everything, where they yeah. have like the bullets going at each other and whatnot. It mm-hmm. is that only this time. Yeah, the bullet goes through the bullet. Only the bullets are arms. <laughs> yes. So
1: then, all right, Tarzan's down. Ricky O is getting up, and of course the warden, maniacally laughing, is like, "Ha ha ha! Well, you're in a fucking like trap cell." So uh, he he lowers the fucking
3: ceiling like an Indiana Jones movie. Did you all see him press a button or I anything? I did not. That that ceiling just started lowering. He yeah, just, yeah. I mean, why do they even have that cell? i don't know I, I
1: for the same reason they had the one that fills I, with cement i don't know the mean, same it, reason they have the
2: one later on where there's just a bunch of metal pipes that they've got stuck in a very peculiar position
3: to spear ricky o. that's i mean given the amount of superheroes in this world i suppose you have to have these things on ready. but true. yeah so ricky
1: o is struggling to keep this uh Keep the ceiling from crushing him. Mm -hmm. And then the almost dead, but not quite dead, Tarzan is helping him out.
2: Well, he's, so first he pushes it up and he's doing an okay job resisting it. And then the warden
3: tasers the bars. True. With his amazing new stun gun that does 100,000 volts. That's definitely not a taser that you can buy at any local taser store.
1: Well, this is 91. It's It's a taser shop.
3: I'll take you to the taser shop. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, go on. Oh, it'll give you quite a shock nice okay
1: so uh yeah uh tarzan wakes up i'm not dead yet don't kill me i'm gonna help ricky O. well, he,
2: well he's like i've been so loyal to you and they're like we don't give a fuck look at you now what have you done for me lately yeah.
1: and ricky uh, ricky o breaks through the bars gets out but uh tarzan can't make it gets
2: gets yeah. he,
3: tri-
1: he does try to help tarzan he get out.
3: And Tarzan does say a very mournful goodbye, uh, you know, and says, "I'll see you later." Oh yeah,
2: yeah. And it ends exactly the same way it's ended
3: every time Ricky O has tried to save somebody. <laughs> but fortunately, he did make it close enough to the edge that as he dies and gets squished, the picture of his family shoots out yep. in order to provide additional motivation to Ricky.
1: Very poignant. Yep. So then uh, Ricky O is about to fuck up the warden. However, warden has trapdoor in front of himself yeah so O falls down there
2: so so now the prisoners are going to have to bury ricky alive yes
1: and it's a very sad scene and he's tied up in the middle of this pit and they all have to start saying sorry and shovel one shovel no, yeah each ricky, of them. i'm sorry sorry I'm ricky sorry. i'm sorry. sorry yeah and uh yeah so then he... the
2: assistant warden Ricky, so sorry about this, and then flings dirt right on his face.
3: (laughs) I will say the assistant warden gets some of the best lines in this movie. He really did.
2: So I wonder if he took joy in, like, being a total shit to his son.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, probably a little. There were probably a couple of times. Let's see. Especially because random useless trivia here uh, the character of Ricky is 21 mm-hmm. this is one of the rare instances where we have a younger actor playing an older part as opposed to usually we get you know 35 year olds playing teenagers in high oh. school uh, the actor was only 18 when he took this role okay. <laughs> let's yeah. see yeah.
1: Break yeah
3: yeah yeah it's amazing wow. let's see he also had no idea what he was signing on for he really wanted to work with the director mm-hmm. uh, let's see and so he basically got picked up at the airport and he was like yeah I'm in and and then he read the script and he was like, what have I agreed to? <laughs> because they handed him the manga and he was just like, well, okay, I guess we're doing this.
1: Did you he know he was making movie history?
2: You know, it's it's funny because the more I learn about like cult films and, you know, genre films, there's a lot of them that have gone this way where they're like, yeah, we're going to make this movie. It's called XYZ. And they're like, Great. You know, that sounds pretty good. I'll do it. They get there and it's like, it's called Blood Splatter 4. Here's your part. You play Sassy, the headless killer, and your tits are out the whole time. And they're like, okie
1: dokie.
3: Great. Well, you know. So at any rate, we now have Ricky being buried alive.
1: Buried alive. And he is given Mm -hmm. a giant uh, bamboo to breathe out of from this, like, buried hole, which they keep him in for a day or so. Then they dig his ass out. Oh, no, no, It was supposed to be a week, right? Was it a week?
3: Yeah, it was a week. Yeah, it was a week because before they
1: dig it, dig his ass out. The fucking last two remaining
3: gang of four. Mm-hmm. Do we know Needle Guy's name? I never really I it, it never know. stuck with me. Yeah, stupid haircut. He yeah, did. He had, well, he had like an Obama haircut with he blonde did... highlights in Damn. the front. Oh, the yeah. worst
2: blonde highlights. That twink made him look bad on purpose. Like <laughs> I'm serious. Like that twink was like, none of you will look as fierce as me. The only <laughs> thing I know is
1: that they pop out of the fucking sewer again. But... Yeah. And they kick a dog in half! (laughs) And would, its guts
3: down the It wasn't so it's gu- It was its heart. They were just like, here you go. Try breathing now. Yeah, which was the, the saddest thing. Because we were like, oh, this dog is the best part of this movie. That's right. <laughs> the, the, uh, the dog death <laughs> affected me more than any of the prisoner deaths. Yeah. Which, I mean, not uncommon for me was, watching that was movies. was pretty
1: much immediate. like, oh, yeah, it is a dog. Look at that. It's a... kicked in half.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I was not <laughs> expecting I was going to have to does the dog die <laughs> for Ricky. <laughs> I think
1: I blocked that out of my memory so when it happened again I was still like ah oh, fuck
3: yeah same mm-hmm. uh,
1: so then we have uh, another flashback I think while he's in the ground um, yeah uh, this is okay. where we find out what happened to his girlfriend we find out the backstory of his girlfriend who was walking home through Central Park or wherever the fuck and came across like a bunch of uh, heroin dealers who were dealing to guys who were doing the heroin right like five feet away like got it did it right there and she gets kidnapped brought to the heroin dealer's den mm-hmm. who's just like what the fuck am i gonna do with this girl you know and then she gets up Screams. runs up up all the stairs trying to get away screaming like you're not gonna get me and runs the fuck off the roof and dies yeah they're not even
2: on the roof when she does that she just runs and leaps straight to her death like you know the flung sack of cloth that they pretended was a human body.
3: Well, you know, I mean, in fairness, there was some suggestion that something terrible might happen to her, and, you know, from this we did learn Murph's uh, human rights stance. Man, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, I don't consent, and we know that you support not getting raped. I do support not getting (laughs) (laughs) raped. We also so know it, that you support not raping. So I'm glad that... I support
2: not getting raped, I support not raping, and I also support murdering rapists. <laughs> I don't you're three-part <laughs> platform. I can't breathe! I wasn't trying to make my stance clear. <laughs> I, I think we all I got it. I don't know where I lost the thread of clarity there. <laughs>
1: no, I'm... But I just
2: didn't want it to sound victim blamey.
3: Which I appreciate. <laughs> You also make it clear that the victimizers, that you support them not raping.
1: God damn it. I'm sorry, my face hurts. Thank you for being the moral compass of the podcast. I do appreciate that, actually. So so while while you recover, we've got uh, Ricky O shows up. Well, uh, in front of the uh, the head uh, heroin dealer dude, and he's got a couple, like, uh, girls on his arm, and he looks super mad. The guy turns around me be like, get the fuck out of my face, shoots him five times with a revolver. Yeah. It's to-
3: Chekhov's bullets. We now know which Chekhov's gun they came from.
1: To it's which true. Ricky O is like, Fuck you! I'm gonna kill you! And he like kicks his knee backwards and brains the guy. Oh yeah! Punches the top of his head off, right? And just like leaves a giant ass like ca- cavernous like mm-hmm. dent in his head. So that's how he got to prison. <laughs> so, all right. So he's buried alive, but he does survive. He gets uh, fucking backhoed out.
2: Yeah. Then the daintiest most accurate back hoeing I've ever seen All where right. they perfectly hooked one of the chain links on the tip of the backhoe.
3: If anybody ever asks me what kind of farm equipment I would most like to be, the answer is always backhoe, because then people would look at me and say, backhoe. All right. <laughs> Are they fending you off like Frankenstein? I don't know. I was really impressed with that uh, backhoe operator, though, that they were able to dig him out and handle him so daintily. Train.
2: Remember, he was like, they, he appeared like on the side and...
3: Yeah, uh, and, so... and dug him out with no dirt on him, which yeah. I thought was really impressive. So it he was.
1: does survive. He mm. is captured. And this is when he gets he gets beaten up again. You know, Yeah. But this is, is when we get the the pole room right he is then uh he is then in the uh weird cage scenario where it's a bunch of rebar just like like stopping st- him from moving, bent into him yeah so he can't get away and um he's getting like hit with a wrench in the face and then angry as Twink yeah. comes up
2: yeah the bad hair is hitting him with the the wrench and then
1: his the... Twink comes up yeah. and shoves a bunch of like double double-edged razor blades in his mouth tapes his mouth shut then starts slapping him in the face Mm -hmm. and he ends up Spitting the razor blades yeah. onto the warden's yeah, face. Yeah, the warden which was moves a the tape. Fucking baller move. Yeah, that's that metal as awesome. shit.
3: He does have, ha, ha metal as shit. It's <laughs> funny. He, he does. Ricky at this point does have razor blades sticking out of his own mouth at yes, uh, various points, yes. but he was able to maintain enough in his mouth that he was able to use them as a. T- which really, I mean, if they didn't see that one coming, then they hadn't been paying attention. Right. Well, and the
1: rest of like the sequence going forward here goes pretty quick, but at some point, I imagine. He was able to meditate because those uh, face wounds go away. Well, they well, put him back in the cell, didn't they?
3: Yeah, well, we have to have yet one more, uh, you know, prisoner death in order mm-hmm. to motivate him. Yeah. So Because that's where we <laughs> find out that he hadn't eaten for a week, uh, likely the week he had been underground. Right. And then uh, one of the prisoners uh, brings him a thing of rice right. that he uh, shoves his face Freddy. into. Freddy! Yeah, Fred. Freddy. How could I forget Freddy?
1: Gives him some rice mm-hmm. and pays the price. Yeah, because uh-huh. Snitch
2: McGee fucking tells on him. Goddamn right. fucking Snitch McGee. Ugh.
1: But Snitch gets brained for his... Uh, That's right. Rickio punches that motherfucker's face in half. The top of his head goes right off, and then, and then
3: he's trying to fuck up the Cyclops. Cyclops loses an eye. Boom. Useless trivia for that scene. The uh, brain that's in the the top of his skullcap there is a pig brain. That's delightful. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's the easiest way to make it look good, you know? Yeah. Why are you going to pay somebody $500 to recreate a brain in, like, casting well, and silicon when you can just go to the fucking well, Asian that market Well, that's so many you? of
2: the fucking, uh... The 80s horror movies used real skeletons because it's so much less expensive to go get some medical skeletons than it is to try to recreate a fucking skeleton. Didn't and it's know?
3: even cheaper if you just dig them up.
2: I mean, yeah, That's but, you? you know, then you got...
3: Oh, relatives, right. No, yeah. not ghosts. Gosh,
2: we're not worried about ghosts. Those are We call those free extras.
3: Free extras. <laughs> Fake
2: extras.
3: As, as you know, I don't worry about ghosts because I can't see them. Because I can't even see magic eye puzzles. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Uh, The the Uh, warden's off doing bad shit again, isn't he?
1: Warden's off uh, in the kitchen and uh, ends up putting an inmate's arm into the grinder because he was complaining
3: that uh, the warden's useless, terrible, just worthless son wanted more food. And the prisoner was like, but we would like some food. And he was like, would you like food? Uh, Oh, uh,
1: you would like more? (laughs) (laughs) He puts his arm in the grinder and then pulls the hotel pan of ground arm be like well there you go you got yep. some more food
3: now and at that point that prisoner is now mostly armless yes
1: yeah. god damn it and uh <clears throat> then we have the showdown
2: right the assistant manager the assistant warden has been captured by the prisoners he is brought in um by rickio and the prisoners and just to show how little a fuck he gives the warden pulls out his gun the prisoners pull the assistant warden in front of them and he shoots the assistant warden who then inflates like the goddamn storm cloud from Big Trouble in Little China and then blows up.
1: Now this was stolen directly from my very favorite James Bond movie called Live and Let Die. Okay. Where Yafet Koto gets hit with a bullet from a gas piston gun it's like a gas bullet that inflates him what like fuck? a fucking balloon like mm-hmm. character in Macy's Parade. And then he explodes. Now, this was more gory because James Bond couldn't get all that gory. But like this was just like, explody kaboom. Okay. Same fucking thing.
2: Okay, all right.
1: It okay. was fucking awesome and I lost my damn shit the first time I saw that. Because that's always been my favorite mm-hmm. Bond movie. Yeah, so um, Cyclops, Sister Warden gets blowed the fuck up big ass fight goes down so we've got the last two fucking um, of the gang of four mm-hmm. in this fight and he kind of dispatches I, I can't remember how he dispatches the the Oompa Loompa hair asshole motherfucker the, he actually goes to run away the warden is the one
2: that kills him because he jumps in oh, one of those right. escape vents and the warden shoots him too and he blows
1: up they were the yeah. uh, they were the yeah, yeah
2: he's yeah, yeah. like
1: nope bam bam <laughs> yeah And, uh, but Angriest Twink, though, gets, uh, gets pretty fucked up. One hand goes into. What, he like he like punches off a hand or something like. Uh, yeah, he
3: he, uh, yeah, he when Takes
1: his weapons away
2: from him.
3: Yeah, they're fighting at like the hot water boiler or something. Yeah, and the uh, the the angriest twink go, oh, yeah, uh, goes for a kick, punches and Ricky into it. dodges, and the foot goes in there, and so Ricky then amputates at the mm-hmm. knee. Punches with,
1: off, punches it, duh, duh, duh. so. That and then gonna... breaks the arm
2: so the twink cannot harm anyone anymore. I will
3: say, in terms of, like, actual martial arts choreography, both of the fights with the angriest twink are probably the better fights in this movie. They definitely are. Uh, uh, have the
1: best training. They're, they're so...
3: dated by, you know, modern, you know, martial arts standards. Uh, let's see. But they're quite enjoyable watches, and it's clear that both actors had uh, great techniques. Oh, yeah,
2: so yeah. the the actress actually that plays the the angriest well we keep calling them the train. rogan is yukari oshima um she's she's japanese and she became popular in the philippines by playing cynthia luster um she also was thought of as jackie chan's pseudo female equivalent because of how many martial arts films um, she appeared in and because of the way she presented herself so yeah like they are they're both highly skilled people.
3: Yeah. Uh, there's also a random fund. Uh, earlier we were sort of breezed past uh, when Ricky burns the opium fields that were mm-hmm. her uh, his uh, were that character's main operation Between of Pride <laughs> and Joy. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's and uh, Rogan comes. The, there's real fire going up behind them uh, and because you know we are not doing big special effects here we're just letting big fires go and having our yep. you know the stars of our movie stand next to the fire and they were like hosed down to try and keep them damp but uh, let's see as they were filming the one character's hair or uh, water sort of wore off the actresses mm-hmm. let's see and in the middle of his monologue Ricky just looks over and she's smoking mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was just like what, "What? why are we and she was like you need to finish your speech you just go for it oh and he was God. just like well she's awesome <laughs> and so like every opportunity after that he was like yes. no that's the amazing yes. Yukari she's incredible yes. <laughs> yes.
1: hell yeah so then we get the big boss fight Yes, and this is when the warden hulks the fuck out. Yeah, something. And Jesus, he <gasps> becomes he stands a stands giant... up
2: like fucking like the Klingon version of King Boomy in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Just... <sighs> Like arms and legs out and just like forehead fucking I, bulging. I like Shyamalan films. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about that. We don't mention that la, film. La la we, la, we la,
0: la, la, la. No, we're talking Murph-
2: about the series. If I Murph- ever mention Avatar the Last Airbender, I am only exclusively talking Murph- about you the You promised this was a safe space. It is a safe you space. You promised this There's was a, a safe space. There is a difference. Is a
1: difference. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna we're gonna move Folks, on. Folks,
2: this is out. the last episode of Beautiful Disasters because I'm going to murder Groots. Good goodnight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Warden hawks the fuck
3: out. It literally looks. I mean, just with even more amazing inflatable special effects. But like the old Lou Ferrigno Hulk, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sequence.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like just gets giant, like fucking, like ten feet tall, mm-hmm. and they have a pretty, pretty fun little fight sequence where Riccio is still able to land a few punches that, that actually punch through, yeah. and whatnot, and eventually he gets a punch through the heart,
3: and you're and then, too late, sorry. and then
1: grabbed. By the balls, mm-hmm. and lifts giant warden mm-hmm. monster up and into the and fucking meat into grinder. Into the giant roboku, <laughs> 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 the giant ass freaking professional kitchen mm-hmm. roboku, and just grinds down the entire warden into pulp, except for the head. I'm sorry, I cut it right. off.
3: No, you're fine. Uh, also, it's okay. But yes, no, it saves the head so that he can come out to the scene of the uh, the prisoners and the uh, guards fighting uh, and feuding and get them to stop by uh, just chucking the head at them, which right. I don't know that I would have necessarily recognized that as the head of the warden because it was, you know, inflated and then deflated. Uh, but th- it appears to work for them. And it then does. he decides to make a cool exit. How does he do that, Murph? He punches through that motherfucking wall. One punch knocks out, like, 20
1: feet.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Which is amazing because he's only punched out like a circle of human and yet an entire wall. But I guess different levels of power. And then to close his exit, what does he say, my friends? I don't know. God, thank you. Okay. He's, you're all free now, and then he walks out and just leaves everyone Slow behind.
3: motion. Still. He doesn't credits. look back. No one. Cool guys. Don't look back. Yeah. <laughs> and there's uh, once again one of my final notes here. Fucking synth. multiple <laughs> Exclamation <laughs> points. Fuck yeah. All <laughs> also, right, so... random scene from the credits. Next from hair. What does it mean? We'll never know. Yep.
1: Who knows? Whoever did that job, I hope they got paid. I do too. So, yes, that was the story of Ricky.
2: I'm so glad that we watched that. That was magnificent.
1: So much fun. It's definitely a rite of passage uh, when it comes to any kind of like splatterific, insane, used to be a manga style. Uh, Anyway,
3: it's actually classified as a martial arts splatter film. (laughs) That is exactly what it is. Who yeah. qualifies it? Is there a council? Do we get to be on this council? I, what have we done wrong with our lives? I will find.
2: I dedicate the rest of my life to figuring out how. we All can I know be is American that there American are
1: very few and council. far between other films, live action films, that even come close mm-hmm. to what this film did. It's true. Even now. So, well, in any case, uh, we got to wrap this up. We went long because we were so fucking excited about this dumbass movie, and so now we are going to talk about um our ideas if we were going to show this to friends and double feature it with another movie mm-hmm. what would be our choice do either of you have one that you feel really
2: strongly about that you'd like to start with i
1: have mine okay well, why don't you start us I, off i i can i can uh, hopefully i didn't take either of yours. all right i've got some i got some backups now i am not a big anime fan mm-hmm Generally. Okay. I got spoiled by watching Akira too early, so everything else just looked like dumbass kid cartoons. <laughs> However, um, I will say that one of the most over the top animes of all time is my double feature pick for this, and that's Fist of the North Star. Yes. Nice. Okay. Which is nothing but like giant jacked up dude like like doing crazy fucking moves and exploding bad guys. And I like it's gory it. as fuck and it's splatterific and Yeah
3: if i recall i could have this wrong so don't come at the random new guy uh but i believe that it's been pretty stated that uh the original manga was heavily inspired by fist of the north star Uh, let's see both the original run that that it's basically another take on that that just over the top action character so for the record i do want to say are you suggesting the animated fist of the north star or are you saying we should watch the malcolm mcdowell amazing live action fist of the north star i
1: still have to ever seen that i am talking about the animated
3: well i know something else for us to look forward to
1: yeah (laughs) i did not know that that except
3: you might actually want to save that for a schlock abuse
1: (laughs) i mean it does start him post the 80s so probably (laughs) but what was your pick for the double feature
3: oh there are a couple uh there's an unofficial sequel to this one called like Mm -hmm. super punch man I don't know something like that it's got the same it's got the same actor it's not Ricky 2 or it maybe like advertises that now but they didn't have the rights to it oh
2: that's so so
3: so so it's the same guy he's wearing the same camouflage poncho he wears in the scene where he takes the bullets Uh, let's Mm -hmm, see but uh, but he has a different name his uh, dead fridged uh, girlfriend which we still need to explain fridging to you Uh, (laughs) let's see Uh, has a different name Uh, let's see And uh, yeah, but it's very clearly that. Um, All that said, uh, for uh, an actual double feature, I'm torn between two. Uh, I'm going to go... It's not quite the same because it's not uh, as serious as this one. It's but it's clearly you know one of those that's in conversation with this style of movie and with from a love of it of this grindhouse exploitation style and everything. Uh, plus, it just has Danny Trejo, who I love, so I'm gonna go Machete. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> because if you enjoyed this and enjoy the the gore and gore splosion and just ridiculous over the topness, plus fun scenes with intestines, then uh, then Machete would be my go-to pick. Machete is
1: definitely. A great
3: idea. My pick is actually along those lines as well because I am, I am, uh, we both, we all know that
2: horror is very much my, like, favored wheelhouse, and I have come to learn that a shockingly few amount of people have seen, uh, Dead Alive.
3: I knew it! That I was my other it. choice. Yeah, I thought yes. it might be. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. You know, yep. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The,
2: yeah. Uh, of course, the, 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 tiny monster is just like yes hello i would like more blood (laughs) admittedly i also do think that if you were going to pick something from uh the repertoire that we've covered on this podcast psycho gorman is a really Mm -hmm. good pairing because you get some like ridiculous levels of blood you get like some power rangers corniness you get some ridiculous one-liners but it is nowhere near as like serious and like talented martial art wise as this film obviously is Um, But, you know, hopefully as we go on, we'll have some other things to backtrack and pair with this one uh, a little bit more clearly along the martial arts lines as that's one of the things I'm really stoked to do.
1: Absolutely. All right. Those are our picks. So uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, If you want to catch up with Beautiful Disasters, check us out on Facebook, Beautiful Disasters Podcast. You can reach us directly by email, beautifuldisasterspodcast at gmail.com.
2: You can also find us on Instagram at beautiful underscore disasters underscore podcast. Tag us and stuff. If you watch Ricky O, please tag us. Let us know what you think of it. We're going to have some sort of post coming up soon. So comment on that. Let us know what you felt and what you would pair this movie with because I would love to get some other opinions on that as well.
1: Hell yes. And as with anything, like any suggestions that you want to give for us to watch to inflict upon each other with schlock abuse, please give it up. And as far as uh, the rest of the network, check out GUI. Uh, you can check out all the different shows at GUIpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a bunch of shows, a bunch of fun, bunch of great, great geeks and nerds doing fun shit.
2: All manner of things. So if you've got, if this isn't quite your level of nerdity, even if you're trying us out, that's fine because we've got something that'll fit your glove somewhere. And not only that, but if you fall in love with all these shows, we've got a lot of great merch. Uh, through T Public, you can find that through gui podcast dot com. Um, is there anything that either of you wanted to plug before we wrap this up, as far as uh, stuff you're doing?
3: I got nothing really going on. Uh, You know, I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. Just, uh, let's see, I'll say if you uh, like hearing Murph and I make fun of each other and fun movies, then Murph uh, helps coordinate a horror movie night where we uh, watch things and I'm usually there and it's a heap of fun. If you're local to the Richmond area, then I would support following them and uh, getting the information on that.
2: Yeah, Monday nights at Fallout, it's typically horror movies, but sometimes some other ridiculous stuff thrown in, depending on how we feel. Um, you can also catch me doing burlesque stuff with Burlesque Right Meow, second Friday of every month at Strange Ways, and a variety of other
1: things. Ab so fucking lonely. Mm-hmm. We have fun, and we love dumb shit. Yes, we do. And there will be more dumb shit to come. But oh, thank God. Hooray. For, for now, thank you so much, Alan. Yeah, Thank you, For being with us today. And uh, for Beautiful Disasters, I've been the Groots. I've been Murphy.
3: I'm still Alan. Thanks so much for having me. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for listening.
0: Coming straight from the mouths of madness i'm lowdown i'm f.u hunter do you love horror we fucking do so this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror we're talking movies television composers special effects artists we're gonna fucking cover it so if you love horror embrace the madness in a world with too many reboots and remakes, too many reboots and remakes two men will stop nothing to make it even worse joy like the Hobbit and Tondi as they play by their own rules while pitching new takes on some of your favorite and least favorite films and TV shows. What podcast would dare to bring this upon the world? This is Smack My Picture. GUIPodcast.com
1: GUIPodcast.com <laughs>